Safety Podcast. Nihilistics are the fucking best! Now, a lot of people out there who listen to this show know that I used to be part of a band called the Nihilistics, and in the New York area, we were uh, fairly well-known. Basically, everybody hated us, <laughs> and they, uh, we had some loyal fans, but, but by and large, people thought we were a big joke, and, uh, and they really despised us. And I want to talk a little bit about that today, and I have a little story to tell you all about that. And this is something I've never confronted. I've never spoke about this before, and I want to start with a, a, a nihilistic song called My Life.
there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. A little bit of the uh, past, of my past. And I've come to uh, grow very fond of my past. We're talking like 1980, 11 years ago, 12 years ago, 1979. I still wish I was in a band. I wish I had a band and, and was playing in a band. It's not happening right now. Back then, despite all the aggravation, it was a lot of fun most of the time. But, you know, like anything else, people start surrounding you, telling you all kinds of things and screwing up your mind. And one of the things I found out this weekend, the little story I was going to tell, was I went and saw an old bandmate from the Nihilistics to see how he was doing. He's doing pretty good. We were talking about old times, and he whipped out this CD. And I, I immediately felt like this kinship with people like Bo Diddley and, you know, all those guys who were basically sold their, their music down the road. They sold their music for a few dollars, and years later it was issued out on CD and on, you know, uh, compilation discs and so on, and they realized they didn't see a cent from it. They weren't going to see a cent from it. Now, this is not to say that that album is going to sell. That's not to say that that CD is going to make a cent. All I'm saying is I have no control over it, neither do none of the other band members. Uh, they, they, we signed our rights away to it. So now this glow-in-the-dark CD comes out, and uh, I'll be faced with the prospect of, you know, next time I go into a record store somewhere that would carry that kind of thing, seeing it staring out from the shelf at me and knowing that they're asking 14 or 15 or $16 for it. And uh, I could show you. I could show you the, the receipts of what I made from that record. $86 and change. Now, we all say that no one's in it for the money, but if you're in a band out there, and if it's an underground band, a punk band, a hardcore band, any kind of band, and all you want to do is play, you don't care about the money. Think about how it's going to feel years from now when other people own your music, and who knows? Maybe they'll release your CD, maybe they'll sell it on some other format, and it'll make a little bit of money. Not much, a little sum, but it's, it's not going in your pocket. Not all that work and sweat and effort had nothing to do with you. You have no rights to it. It's a little painful. A lot of things went on way back when, when that band was around and playing. Some of it I have permanently shut out of my mind. Other things are crystal clear, like playing Max's Kansas City a couple of nights before it closed forever, playing there two nights in a row. Also, uh, I remember playing the Mud Club. It seems like every time we played somewhere, it shut down not too long after that. The old Peppermint Lounge closed down for good. Hey, at least that's part of my past. I could say I played those places. What can you say for yourself? Yes, did you want to say something? Yes. Uh, I wanted to say, what was, um, what was the problem always in the early 80s with Boston scene and the New York scene? The Boston scene and the New York scene? What was always the, 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 the rival? The, the rivalry? Yeah. Oh, well, because they were from two different places, I think. I mean, that, that, I don't think it had anything to do with anything else. New York thought it was better, and Boston thought it was better. Oh. Why? Were you around in those days? Well, about 84. Yeah, we're getting real nostalgic about something that happened six years ago. It's disgusting. Yeah, I was just curious, because I never understood it. Well, it's you know, it's basically just xenophobia. People that come from different areas uh -huh. who don't like each other. People who are, you know, because they're different or whatever. Like, okay. You know, like no one liked the kids from Washington, D.C., and they didn't like anybody from New York, and no one from New York liked the kids from Boston and vice versa. But it's all different now. Now everyone loves each other, right? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> Do you still go to those matinees? No, there's, I, there's no good bands left. I, I may sound like a stupid thing to say. 
just that there's nothing I like. And what what are you, are you in a band? I was in a band. What band? A crisis. Uh huh. And there's no good bands out there anymore. Well, I mean, there was a couple of good bands, like Born Against. Yeah. And, like, my favorite band, well, they just broke up recently, uh, Super Touch. Uh-huh. They've been my long-time favorite since they were Death Before Dishonor. So you you, uh, you miss these bands. You don't feel there's anything that's come along to replace them? No. Yeah. Uh, bands are, now there's, like, this new Archie College-type deal. I don't know the first thing about music, I'll be honest with you. I, me either. I mean, I just I would, know what I like. I know what I like too. It's just like art. I'd rather be creating it than listening to it. That's right. So uh, I don't listen to too much of it. No. Yeah, I have to make that horrible admission to people. <laughs> but I, you know, I mean, I see what you're talking about. I see all these bands like EMF and Jesus Jones and all those bands that are getting really popular now, and everyone and they, cops their look and wears their baseball caps backwards and has those weird clothes you know like weird weird's not a good word i, I you know what i mean Those... yeah i know what you mean i i mean i just think they're not good they they're just no talent uh-huh. i think cause in the early 80s when it was coming around it was, it was raw it was new now yeah, new but they say this every 10 years they'll be saying this 10 years from now not you with know. this stuff now though yeah but can't you see your place in history don't you understand your place in history uh-huh your place in history is to call me up now and say these things and complain about how much better it was years back. Well, I'm not complaining it was better. Yeah. I'm just complaining it's just not good now. I mean, yeah. that may sound like a, a paradox, but, I mean, it, it, it was just a lot different then. It was, now it just seems like everybody went their separate ways. And Well, you know what it really is? What it really is is that uh, corporate rock has taken over almost entirely, and bands are fronted, you know, are, are not fronted, but they're backed by lots of money from corporations. and. Uh-huh. And everything that's any good uh, is immediately gobbled up by a beer company or a soda company to push their products, uh-huh. you know. I mean, I was standing in a, a department store the other night, like, uh, thinking about buying a TV, and I saw this commercial for that new show, Erie, Indiana. Uh-huh. And what do you think they were using as background music? They were using EMF. Oh, God. You know, so... Well, I, re- uh, not recently, about two months ago, I was watching MTV, and they were using background music from Void. About uh, pirate CDs and tapes on the streets of New York. Well, there you have it. Thanks for calling. Okay, anyway. thanks a lot. Bye. Bye-bye. Anytime you talk about music, you're stepping into a trap. I tend to not talk about it because, I mean, people like different things for different reasons. And I find merit in just about everything I hear. There are a lot of things I like all over the spectrum. The only kind of things I don't like is where it sounds like people aren't trying very hard. And they, they have n- not an ounce of sincerity. Either they're out making a buck or, you know pitching a product or something but their music is is basically void of any kind of emotion or sincerity that's the kind of music i don't like so that sort of narrows it down doesn't it who don't you really like who do you hate what musicians what bands what performers what artists of the last few years who have uh made a name for themselves or climbed the charts or sold some records who has the most hype attached to them at this point is it smashing pumpkins who's the most hyped band I didn't go to. I haven't gone to any of those new music seminars. I never attended one. I don't see the point. But hey, who was the most hyped band at the new music seminar? Hello, welcome to the air. Hi, Chris. Yeah. Sorry. Hi. How are you doing? Okay. I uh, just getting back to the uh, nihilistics thing. Yeah. How come you didn't play uh, Combat Stance, the best song on the album? Hey, listen. See, you I see. Just just for the listeners, you know, I was a fan of the nihilistics early New York hardcore days. So. Uh, 
Well, I was pretty impressed when I first met you, Chris. You were in the nihilistics, but and, and now you're not impressed at all. No, no, no. no. My opinion of you is, is, is increased dramatically. Yeah, but, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, oh my God! But why, why didn't I play? I think the that's production. That's the best is song really, on the album. That's well, you who wrote it. I'll have to. I'll have to end the show with that, Terry. Uh, for me, would I was you? Sa- saving it for the end of the show for you. Okay, but why, why don't you tell Terry. everybody how you wrote the best song on the album? Well, I'll tell everybody. Chris wrote the best song on the whole album. Yeah, I, yeah. well, uh, yeah. Well, you, I, that's your opinion. I mean, you're, you're welcome to that. But the rest of the, I mean, a lot of those songs, the ones that you didn't write, are just so noisy. I don't know. Just, I mean, noisy. It goes, it goes beyond hardcore, though. It's kind of like noisy. The, that was the whole point of it. I oh, think. yeah, I, I realized that, but it's, hmm. you know, I'm just saying, it was like almost experimental in a certain sort of, no. Okay, the hardcore well, way. <laughs> I know. Hey, listen. Okay. Well, Thanks for calling, though. You're, you're welcome. Thanks. Okay, bye-bye. Nihilistics and a fucking bust! Yeah!